May 2022 is finished. We're now into June. And this week on Taking Care of Business, we're here to review May's figures, what's happening with Allsop and Allsop, and what happened across Dubai as a whole. So we're joined by two wonderful guests. We've got the lovely Paul Kelly, our Operations Director at Allsop and Allsop. Nice to be back. Nice Thank you. Back. You're a welcome guest. And we've got a, what we can probably call a regular now on a second appearance, uh, the Data Queen, Lynette Sacchetto. Yes, really. Got it right. Yes. Got it right. <laughs> um, our Director of Data and Digital Transformation. Got that one right as well, didn't I? Yes, thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Good to be back. So you've been with us a couple of weeks now and you've yeah. been a busy lady, haven't you? Yes, I have. A lot to do. A so, lot of exciting things happening. One of your very first uh, things in, in, in the job was basically what happened in Dubai last month? Because part of you joining the business, which we explained last week, was adding a bit more meat on the bone with what's actually happening across Dubai, price-wise, trends, anything that anyone watching this, this podcast can really take away and yeah. you know, make better decisions whether they're coming to buying, selling, or renting a property. So today, what we're gonna talk about is what happened in Allsop and Allsop last month, just give you some of our views and what happened there, but actually then look at Dubai as a whole. So uh, we can look for any trends, look for any things that might be any interesting, and then we've got a few things to talk about with regards to the news and what's happening. So hopefully you'll learn a little bit today on our, on our podcast. So Lynette, you've got some highlight yes. numbers you may want to just start with from Dubai as a whole. Yes. Tell us a little bit about some of your findings from what happened in Dubai last month. Yes, so this is my first monthly roundup here at Allsup and Allsup, and I have to say it's been such a pleasure not only looking at the government data, but looking at the Allsup data. We have 13 years of legacy historical data here, and it's just it's an amazing added value to the data that we have with the government. So if we look at what happened in May from the Dubai Land Department open data source platform, uh, May was the highest record for value and volume in the last 13 years. And it was second ever from May 2009. So in May, we had 6,651 real estate transactions worth 18.3 billion dirhams. 51% increase year on year for sales volume and 65.4% increase for sales value when compared to 2021. Now, what was the mix of these transactions? 58.5% were in the secondary market or the ready market as we call it, and 41.5% were in the off-plan market. So we're still kind of in that 60-40 realm that we've been in the last year, year and a half since COVID. 68% um, increase in off-plan vo volume and 144% increase in off-plan value year on year. Now, what we have seen in the Dubai real estate market this year is we have seen consistent, steady growth. And this is really good. And this is a very healthy, mature real estate market. I can honestly say that we are a mature real estate market now yeah. here in Dubai. And I think everything that we went through COVID was a true testament to that. Um, we still haven't really seen the effects of rising interest rates or inflation on the property market. Transactions are still hold, holding heavy, steady at about the 7,000 uh, transaction mark uh, a month. Um, however, in other parts of the economy, we saw, for example, uh, a 13% increase in petrol prices in June. Nice. So we aren't seeing the effect yet in the real estate market. So it's going to be interesting to see what the summer months will bring. How much do we sorry to interrupt that? How much do we think that petrol price rises are going to affect the Dubai real estate market? Do you think it'd be significant, or it'd be one of those things that 
it's not nice for people, but we kind of suck it up and carry on. It depends how long oil prices remain at the highs that they are, because you may think actually it might not impact someone on the ground, but you know, if you actually look at employee travel costs, then you know, someone getting to work, it's more now a lot more expensive. So that may be impacting their remuneration, they may have to pay increases. You look at, for, for example, our home maintenance business, where there is a cost of travel to go to an appointment, all of a sudden, that job now has become more expensive for us just to go out and, and yeah. quote, not let alone conduct the work. So depends how long. So that's good, because so that explains the, the, the petrol prices, doesn't it? It's not just the, the average person on the street having to pay more to, to fill up the car. So what we're talking about with petrol prices, it's the wider like business implications to it, and then how that might have a knock-on effect to, to the economy. Absolutely, you see France, uh, speaking to UEM at the moment about trying to diversify their supplies from the Russia and, and take uh, you know take um, supply here from from the UAE, which is great. But um, going back to, to to some of the figures, I mean, anecdotally, and it's the, it's the right way of saying it, um, the launches. So Finton, who's our head of developer sales, uh, I think there was three or four launches last week. To new launches, I mean, new development launches. And within not minutes, seconds, yeah. developments of hundreds of properties selling out completely. And to the point where we had last week a particular launch where we had eight clients already with checks, ready to go ahead. Within a, a second of that launch happening, really sorry, we sold out. And then do you know what's happening after that? A second, a separate developer, 20 minutes after that launch has sold out, will then launch their next development with the hope to capture all these people that have missed out and have checks burning holes in the pocket because they're excited. So 20 minutes later, they're launching their development to try and capitalize on, on the back of that. It's mind blowing. And why I mentioned, mentioned that is that's a 144% year on year increase uh, of our plan. Um, value, I actually see that being far greater <laughs> in the next yes. nine to 10, 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think, um, you know, during COVID, we saw developers not launch any new products they just really focus on completing what they had on their books um, and then obviously last year we started to see them launch new products this year we've been seeing these you know selling out in hours minutes now seconds as you're saying carl um it's going to be interesting to see and we talked a little bit about this in our last podcast how the supply chain is going to affect construction of material we know it has increased significantly but when is that going to start to trickle down here in Dubai? Like I said, we haven't really seen the effect of interest rates or inflation affect the Dubai secondary market. I wonder when the supply chain issue is going to affect the off-plan market. With that said, we have a lot of high net worth individuals coming into Dubai, foreign investors. And this is the product that they're attracted to because right now in prime popular, especially ultra prime popular areas, there is no stock. Mm. So this is really yeah. their only option. And uh, some of the new launches have been in that luxury segment. Well, I mean, I don't want to steal you from a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about ultra high net worths, but actually people coming into country, there are lots of thirst for all stuff and all stuff. So um, nationalities, I mean, I think we can all agree that there has been a lot of, you know, Eastern European money coming into the country. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing lots of different stories of multiple floors and things being built, uh, purchased by, you know, Russian, uh, Russian buyers. Um, but in terms of obviously what we found um, across Allsop and Allsop, this year so far, and we had our managers meeting this morning, which we have every month to talk, not just to talk about what happened to review and how we can learn moving forward into our new month. 
And this year so far as a business, we're uh, nearly surpassed 80% of last year's total turnover in five months now. That's not self-promotion, you've actually revert that back into the number of transactions that are happening. That's a, a testament of how busy the market is this year. But what we found is there's been a huge swing in uh, different nationalities of people buying. So typically at Allsup and Allsup, we're a British uh, owner and ran company. We, you know, with the name, we, we kind of have Western buyers drawn to, to the business. But uh, for the first time in a long, long, long time, we've had Russian buyers and tenants appear in our top three and sometimes top one in multiple communities across Dubai. So well, we've got information we can share with people. Um, we've got top three areas which you mentioned here across all as a whole was in Dubai Marina, downtown Dubai and the Springs in sp specifically. Lynette, what you met, we, did, we did speak very briefly off camera about uh, Russia and where Russian clients and where they're drawn towards community-wise, where, where have you seen that? Yeah, so uh, Russian buyers, the top Russian uh, buyer area was JBR for Alsop and Alsop, and downtown was second place for the Russians. Um, and they have not been in the top three for buyers this whole year historically, and then this month they came into the top three for buying. Um, for renting, I don't know if you want to get into renting yet. Yeah, let's do that, yeah. Okay, so for rentals, it's actually pretty incredible to see how that trend has changed. So um, in May, Russian was a number two renter um, for Allsup and Allsup. In April, they were in the top five, and before that, they weren't even in the top ten. So the top three areas that we had Russians in the top three uh, was JBR, JLT, JVC, Old Town, and Palm. So it's very interesting to see this trend. Obviously, with what's happening um, in the world, I think we're going to continue to see this trend at least for in the next year or so. What, and still, still people choosing here too? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. I have a question though for you. So does it surprise both of you, considering we're hearing and seeing a lot of new money coming to country, that only 53, only 34% of our uh, transactions conducted were actually purchased with cash. Does that surprise you? It does. I would have said not so much, but I'll let you go first and then. So typically Dubai has been a cash purchase economy for, for the Dubai real estate. Um, if you look at a whole of what is uh, transacted on a, month, uh, on a monthly basis, usually less than 5% is on the mortgage basis. And this has been a trend consistently over the years. It was last year that we had the highest amount of mortgage um, ever done in Dubai. Um, and I believe this year will probably become in, in number two or could, it could possibly be even number one. Um, what we're seeing with high net worth individuals and the foreign buyers, we are seeing they are very cash heavy buyers. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me. Actually, it does surprise me. <clears throat> uh, and uh, of our statistics, uh, statistics um, around 20% of our buyers opted to purchase with a payment plan, which right now, with the way the interest rates may play out this year, sometimes you know, buying with a payment plan may actually be advantageous. Yeah, you're safeguarding yourself across the interest rate rises. The, the reason why I uh, wasn't surprised earlier, which probably explains where Lynette and I are coming from, Lynette has the, the wider market overview, whereas I know from Allsop and Allsop, we, we do do a lot of mortgage transactions. And coming back to the sales, which I thought was really interesting, we'll talk about this huge spike in, um, in like off-plan transactions, but the market still kept that 60-40 uh, ratio of secondary market mm -hmm. to 
uh, off-plan market. So as well as a huge rise in off-plan transactions, there's also been a huge rise in secondary market transactions naturally to, to keep that ratio, that ratio in place. So again, with the secondary market transactions, Probably a lot of those, certainly a lot of those with Allsop and Allsop will be end users, maybe second home buyers, but people who are who are purchasing with a mortgage. We always say data beats opinion, or you say it. Yes. Right now, would you buy a property in Dubai? Is it now the right time to buy a property in Dubai? Honestly speaking, to, to the people watching. So my philosophy, or the, a saying that I quite like, which I can't remember the, the guy who said it, but it's, um, it's obviously not one of my own, is don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. So for me, yeah, if, if you're in a position where you can buy a property at the moment, go for it because whatever happens, and it depends on your position. If you're looking for to flip a property, one thing or another, then let's take into, to, into account loads of different considerations. But as a general rule for a buyer, if you're in a position to buy, buy. Because it's gonna probably go up a bit more this year. It might go down a little bit after that. But then if you're looking over a five to 10 year period or even longer, I think you're always gonna be in a better position. So if you weren't buying a new home for yourself, what would you be doing in terms of what's your ideal investment strategy to buy a property to buy? Are you looking at short term? Are you looking at longer term? Are you looking at an off plan and actually yielding a return on investment through capital appreciation over the build time, which might be three or four years? Where, where, where do you, what, what would you do? Well, to talk about experience of what I have done is, um, and you have to talk to Finton for current availability, is a ready property that you can get on a payment plan. Yeah. Because you, you're hedging both sides there. You're getting a property, you can earn an income in, you can earn an income off straight away. However, with, with being on a payment plan, going back to the mortgage and interest rates and everything, you're kind of shielding yourself away from it. What about you, Data Queen? What are I you doing? I agree a hundred percent with what Paul said. Okay. So, um, but don't wait to buy. Buy now, uh, especially here in Dubai. I do believe that prices will continue to rise, mm -hmm. and in some areas, double digits by the end of this year. So, I'm, ta I'm talking about like the prime popular places, the places that are popular with short-term letting, um, some of the off-plan projects. Um, there's still a lot of good opportunity to have. So, if you just look at yields, I mean, I was just doing this math the other night. Um, there's I was finding areas and opportunities seven, eight, nine percent yields. If you look at the IRR, six percent, seven percent. So it's still really, really good. Um, my uh, how my strategy is always right now is to look for a property to put on short-term lending. Okay. That's well, and especially by the, far. Yeah, the World Cup coming up at the end yes. of this year. This place is going to be. And whereabouts then? Where would you buy if you're short-term? My favorite place is JBR. JBR. And that's where I, yeah. And, and you know what, honestly speaking, any, any so we have many, many properties uh, under short-term short -term rent, and the vast majority that have bookings most of the year uh, are only properties near the sea. And anyone near the beach, near the sea, yeah. because it's, it's it's like you're on holiday. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. It's the closest area to that. I don't know if you have the data, Let, um, with regards to uh, rentals this year. Can we talk about that a little bit with specifically Dubai as a whole? Yes, we do. Of course we do. So uh, Dubai as a whole, uh, again, from the Dubai Land Department open data platform, uh, May had 58,153 rental EJARI registrations, which is a 64% increase year on year. Now, if we look at the rental market, I'm calling it the perfect storm because what we're seeing, we're seeing many different factors that are contributing to the rental market. So we're seeing the, govern, the government uh, initiatives to entice talent and businesses here. We're seeing ri rising costs to purchase property, 
higher cost of living and a new visa scheme. All of this is coming into place now. And as we have seen, the demand for rentals have increased significantly. If we look at the numbers last month, they were more or less the same as this month, about 58,000. And it was a 46% increase from March to April, just in rental transactions alone. And we kept that number, not the 46% increase, but we kept more or less the same number as last month for rental transactions. Um, I do believe that rents are going to continue to increase um, in some areas. Well, I can tell you just from my personal experience, I have a property or several properties in Jamiro Gulf States. One in particular um, became vacant. Last year it was rented for 70,000 dirhams, um, which is probably about 15,000 pounds if you watch it in the UK. Uh, it's come back on for renewal at 95,000 pounds, which is what, 25, 30% increase from what it's rented to today, which is like, wow, for me, I'm a happy investor. But if you look at it from a tenant's perspective, you're now thinking, oh, I don't really yeah. want to move. No, it's, it, it, it's, it's challenging, obviously, for the tenants, um, but it's a good place to be as a landlord. Uh, I was in a, a similar situation where I had a property last year. I could have rented it for probably 130 to 150, and I just rented it for 230. Wow, wow. It'd be good. Um, maybe we can follow the, the podcast up with some data around like population increases because you, everywhere you go at the moment, the city's alive, isn't it? It's everywhere, cinemas, malls, roads, everywhere you go. And then we're just circling back to inflation. I mean, obviously, there are certain sectors that have housing allowance. Yeah. You know, um, one of my my daughter's uh, head teacher was look help was trying to help him find a property, and the allowance he had set, he was kind of. You know, things have changed quite a lot from when he last originally rented. So, again, all that also plays a part in, um, yeah. you know, inflation. People. So, so then, was he having to top up his housing allowance? To I'm not too sure where we want, got more money from the school yeah. where we topped it up. But yeah, it just that's the, it, it does yeah. impact everyone there or thereabouts. Yeah, absolutely. I personally think, you know, how the summers it's like max exodus out of Dubai. Everyone's going on holiday. I think we're going to have an influx of tourism and people looking for the vis the, the different uh, visa schemas to come and potentially work and live here. Well, do you know, it, it, for, for rentals in particular, the summer, the summer where people go away, we actually have a, a very busy summer because you tend to have a lot of new teachers coming to country, people starting moving to country to start for their new kids' school years. So I, I'm with you though, by the way, because one of the biggest things to me is I own a lot of property in Dubai and I hope until now, despite running a business, don't have a golden visa. Yeah. I'm not qualified up until now. So the fact that this new golden yeah. visa come 1st September will allow me to do that because I own lots of different properties. That for me is the convenience of not having to, to, to do a medical. I'm, you know, My view is it always has been long-term in Dubai, but for anyone that's buying property here, that view of that every two years they review your situation, if you've got a 10-year visa, people's view will always now be longer term. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, what about... Also up and also up, Paul, you've got the information in front of you. So top three areas for us this month. Um, do you want to share what they yeah. were? So on the rental side, it was uh, Jamira Lake Towers, Jamira Golf Estates and Dubai Marina. And yeah. I, I think with uh, Dubai Marina, it's been in our top three since since we started uh, since we started recording it. But Jamira Lake Towers, which is strange because it is such a huge development, is never usually in, in the top three for us. So, so you might find people migrating from Dubai Marina because of the prices into JLT because it's, it's still a lovely community. What we were talking about, the, the, rent, the rental increases, yeah. 
and, and it is a great community just on the other side of Sheikh Zahid. So you're getting a lot of the, the benefits of the marina just two minutes over the road. We did touch on nationalities also, but just to summarise, British, Russian and French were our top nationalities in terms of transactions conducted. Uh, and Russian, the Russian clients, tenants of ours, were not in the top five in April and not in the t top 10 any month prior to that. So again, that suggests certainly the last few months, um, they're moving here, yeah. get some sunshine. And then the last bit, um, you want to touch on 34% of rentals were agreed with one check. So there's still people paying one check out there. There's still people, but consistently, so that means 66% of people aren't, which continues the trend of people paying in increased checks for the, the rental amounts, which again, going back to the rental increases, we're probably going to see more and more of over the next 12 months. I'm praying to God, please, please get rid of checks. Just yes. like normal <laughs> banking, like you do in the UK or anywhere in the world, like pay with regular reoccurring payments and even developers these days asking for checks yeah or post dated checks is beyond me you know but i had to write out 25 different checks about a year ago i was thinking my hands hurting and how <laughs> why am i still doing this it's because you're buying so many properties that's uh, why <laughs> before we wrap up um we'd like to talk each week about things that are happening in the news so what's your top one piece of news paul and that you've come across in the last week that you think do you know what this is worth sharing. Uh, the central banks upgraded the Dubai economy, I think to 5.4% I was reading for this year and upgraded the projections for, for next year as so well. that's their outlook of how they see yeah. the country really growing this year. Yeah, which is, is interesting and, and probably more intelligent people than me could, could discuss it. But whilst we're talking about inflation around the world and, and the impact it might have on Dubai, Despite those conversations, we're still looking for economic growth over the over the next year. So maybe that's a, an indication of the amount of people that are moving here, the amount of jobs that are being created, the amount of new businesses that are starting, and and everything else. And whether that the, the popularity of Dubai at the moment is at least in the short term shielding it from a lot of a lot of the inflationary impacts around the world. And I would imagine Dubai there are there are some countries that aren't reporting positive growth this year. Quite yeah, possibly. yeah. So, you know, Dubai is, is in, 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 a, in a list there. What about you, Lynette? Anything last week caught your eye? So, Paul took my number one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was quick to say it. <laughs> that's good. Um, so, basically, Dubai property transactions reached $16.85 billion so far uh, up to 2022. Um, and again, this is from the Dubai Land Department Open Data Platform, um, which is, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at our progression through COVID and now coming out of it, it's its really, it's something to be to be spoken about because if you compare it to other countries, we're doing pretty well yeah. and we continue to do so. Good. Well, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in this week. Uh, every single week as you, as, you, uh, as you can tune in, you can subscribe to any of our channels. So we're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, um, any of the ones down the kids people snapchat whatever you're TikTok. on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> um, please like subscribe it really does help us and it encourages us to do more videos giving you more information more data uh, and more anecdotal information of what's happening in dubai that's for us and we'll see you next week thank you bye bye, Thanks, bye. bye.